0: Hi, I'm Franco Luna Puma Podcast. You're listening to Teca Teca News. Balitang thinking, hindi breaking. In this episode, I think what we have managed to do in the first 100
1: days is put together a government which is functional and which has a very, very
0: good idea of what we are targeting. We talk about the revolving doors in the Marcos administration, this time involving the military. You just heard President Bongbong Marcos speaking to the Manila Overseas Press Club in October 2022. At that time, he said he was presenting what he said were the biggest achievements of his government's first 100 days. But the cabinet he's working with today looks a little different from the one he had back then. Here's defense spokesperson Arsenio Andorong. From the past, we've had such things happen already and it has not affected the morale and welfare of our troops and our employees at the DND. The EIFP the is a really a professional organization and it will run regardless of who commands uh, the AFP. It's the same for the Department of National Defense. It started with rumors. But the rumblings grew louder. And one day, Department of National Defense officer in charge Jose Faustino Jr. abruptly quit. Faustino said he resigned after he learned only through the news and social media at that that a new military chief was taking over. This new AFP chief is General Andres Sentino, replacing Lieutenant General Bartolome Bacarro. Believe it or not, Sentino himself was sacked by Marcos in August last year. So really he's the comeback kid. And the president later named COVID-19 vaccines are Carlito Galvez to replace Faustino. Then, National Security Advisor Clarita Carlos stepped down from her post too. President Marcos said she found the post too political, and he appointed former DALG Secretary Eduardo Anio in her place. So Faustino, Bacano, and Carlos. That's three new high-ranking security officials all in the same week. Let me now bring in Jean Franco, University of the Philippines political science professor.
1: Well, I guess they're still trying to get their acts together, right? That's what we can sense no, from what we observe. And that's not very good because they're already on their seventh or sixth month of governing. What I can sense is that they have not really prepared their preparation is not adequate enough because if you're really very sure to win then we could have have more time to set up a good system to establish and put people in certain key positions parang hindi naging ganun. my sense is that the administration ran to win and then afterthought na lang yung kumbaga eh, the people that are going to help us or that we were going to put up in key positions. Ganon. And they're also probably... Because during the campaign, months before the elections, they were already saying that they were already vetting some cabinet members, there were already some applicants.
0: Before her appointment, Carlos was a retired political science professor at UP and executive director of the Center for Political and Democratic Reforma. Carla said she wanted to bring in the perspective of a social scientist to national security issues. But she says there were forces in government that were moving against her. Here's part of her interview on One News, the Chiefs.
1: Because I don't know how to play this game. i Ano eh? the games that these people play. I'm just a political scientist. He invited me to be part of his government. I accepted because... I knew that my knowledge, skills, and competencies would give me an opportunity to serve the presidency. I, I want him to succeed. I want the Republic of the Philippines to succeed. Pero nung no, nakita ko na, na untenable, ako, Magagawing ko, ba?
0: We're pausing for a quick break now. When we return, more on the national security implications the new appointments might bring. Of course, the bigger issue in all this is how unstable this cabinet has looked barely a year into its term. Remember, Marcos also had to let go of former Executive Secretary Vic Rodriguez in the wake of the sugar fiasco in September. On the campaign trail, Rodriguez was his gatekeeper. Everywhere Marcos was, he was there. That's on top of DSWD Secretary Erwin Tulfo, former Press Secretary Trixie Cruz Ángeles, and former Commission Audit Chair Jose Calida. Were are all bypassed by the Commission on Appointments. ang like a di ba? Michael Yusinko, Senior Research Fellow at the Ateneo Policy Center, says constant reshuffling is bad for optics.
2: Investors, national security agencies of other countries, and even other state agencies of the other countries, now, when they look at us and see this happening, obviously it will not give them confidence when it comes to our Our national security, because when they see this kind of rigodon happening at the top level, that's going to be a cause for concern for them.
0: And just a reminder, we still don't have secretaries for the departments of health and agriculture. The Commission on Human Rights is also still missing a commissioner. And Michael points out that national security is more than just bringing in
2: the best military minds just from the perspective of national security, I think replacing Professor Carlos was not helpful for the president. No? It's going to, in a way, limit his perspective on national security. And the reason why I say that is, you know that national security these days, it, it's not just about military strategy and military tactics. No, I mean, uh, the national security threats that we face, they're complex, no? and th- they have a global operation. No? You also now necessarily must have an impeccable person there giving you impeccable advice pertaining to geopolitics, international politics, and obviously international law, no? because all of these now intertwine when it comes to national security. So it's not just about the military strengths of our enemies or of those that threaten us, but it's also about our relationship with other nations, our relationships with uh, international organizations. So, UP
0: Diliman's Gene Franco also raises an important point. Candidates who lost in the May 2022 elections can now take government posts after the one-year ban on their appointment expires, which might mean more cabinet reshuffling later on.
1: I guess that's partly, that's the way we can explain it. Oh. There are voices, no? there are voices that have been heard, and that's why there have been changes. My sense is that in the next six months, we're still going to see changes, precisely because there are people who ran in the May 2022 elections who may now be eligible to sit in key cabinet positions.
0: Security analyst Chester Cabalza, who is president of the International Development and Security Cooperation, also believes more changes are afoot. Here he is in an interview aired over One News with the Chiefs.
1: I think the appointment of General Galvez as Secretary of National Defense is on concurrent capacity, meaning to say that it's acting and also is still with the peace process, meaning to say that he can still be replaced What is tricky right now is that there were uh, several changes over the weekend, uh, in the past two weeks. And uh, it just happened that these changes happened in the defense and security sector, which is very crucial. Because we know for a fact that in uh, the defense and security uh, sector, that shows stability in the government. Once you see changes, definitely it would cripple or if not, it would shake the government.
0: And that was today's episode of Teca Teca News. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Joe Salcedo and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teca Teca News and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. At para sa mga mahilig manood sa YouTube, Puma Podcast na rin po kami doon. Just search Puma Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening.